So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season finale of season four, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Chaz wants to give Brainwin a bad review on her prostitution site, Brittany and Ray get married, Kevin and Tiffany both move on, Taylor and Chance have a gender reveal party, Sean and Sarah tell Destiny she isn't getting any money, Brittany and Marcelino clean out their house in Vegas, Amber gets an abortion to save her life, and Lindsay tries to give back her gift from Deontay. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, and if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Ah, things are going okay, trying to deal with my lack of sleep, but other than that, uh, things are chugging along, and I guess chugging along to the end of the line? Yeah, the end of the season at least, right? Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, so uh, this is the last we're seeing of this group, and it seems like we've got some resolution with uh, most of our couples, so let's kind of start off on a high note. I'll start off with Brittany and Ray. So it's the day of the wedding, and Brittany is worried about time as she's getting ready. Everyone is in town, and she's nervous. Ray isn't feeling so good because he partied hard the night before. He has a hangover, and his stomach is tore up, as he describes it. Ray is describing his wedding as elegant, like the Met Gala. He's excited about the open bar and the food. Ray says he's ready to get married. Brittany's getting dressed in one of her multiple wedding dresses, and her friends are debating on if she needs bride-themed nipple tassels. Brittany walks down the aisle with her dad in a, in a cloud of tulle. Uh, Brittany can't believe she's marrying the prisoner who slid into her DMs years ago, and everyone is actually accepting of their union. They have an empty seat reserved for Ray's deceased mom, and they jump the broom to seal their marriage. Her friends describe Brittany as high rate, and Ray is humble, which is why they're such a good match. Brittany and Ray seem happy, even after Brittany jokes about kids, and Ray kind of smirks and rolls his eyes. We're told at the ending title card that Brittany and Ray spend all their time baby making. All right, so how long Jeez. do you think we have until there's going to be a little Ray Jr. running around? Uh, I can't imagine it's that long, right? Right. Like, I mean, it, within a year. I mean, within a year, I don't know if it's going to be have the baby because that's, you know, very soon. But like within a year, she'll be pregnant. Yeah. Well, we hope because, I mean, I think they've talked about a little bit before that Brittany has something where I think getting pregnant naturally is a challenge. I mean, they mentioned it like on one episode, I want to say. They did. And they they also kind of got away from that storyline. Right. I thought it was going to be more of a storyline. Uh, that it that it was, and it, it was it was kind of a little bit before they even got like engaged, which right. I thought was weird at the time. But yeah, this this year they really. I mean, they've been mentioning that they do it a lot, and they're not yeah. using protection, but like not that right. they're actively like trying, you know. Yeah, and I mean, she's still young-ish. I know it sucks to have any kind of uh, fertility issues, even you know, even if you're younger. But she's at least young, so. You know, I feel like there's probably options for her still. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely think it's one of those things that maybe within a year, if there's not a little Ray Jr. running around, that that's when they'll kind of get on that fertility right. uh, bandwagon, that bandwagon, you know, right? The fertility train right. and figure see what they can make happen. 
but I don't know. It was, was it, wait, was this, oh no, this is not the only wedding this season. This is our second wedding this season. Right. Cause Sarah and Sean got married. Cause Sarah and well. Sean got married and like, it was fine. I don't know if it was as elegant as Ray was making it out to be, but I don't know, mm. but it was well, I mean, I think anything where the food is good and the drink is good is fine. I mean, the front of the venue looked really pretty, but if you looked like kind of backwards, it was kind of like, oh, it almost looked like a rec room with a really good view. Yes. I mean, it looked like it definitely looked like a um, hotel place hotel when they had ballroom, the yeah. hotel ballroom, but they had and they had the dividers up, which always looks, you know, a little chintzy to me. But whatever. I'm yeah. all about it. I would rather have a chintzy wall on an open bar. Than a gorgeous, <laughs> a gorgeous right, venue right. and a cash bar. Like, give me the open bar. That is more important. <laughs> yeah, cash bar is definitely a higher priority. Which I mean, when Brittany was going over her, um, all the things that she wanted, she did say cash or open bar. But I feel like she also mentioned a bunch of other stuff that didn't make an appearance. Like, didn't she say she wanted like a donut bar and a candy oh, bar and a she was Lot, listing off of all bars. those items. Yeah, like a cotton candy station. Or, you know, she was like what, saying all these want, like she wanted stations. her wedding to be a circus, a I'm carnival, confused. probably yes, a carnival. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, and and so it was fine. It's just that was the trouble with with this with this couple the whole years. They've just been fine. They're fine. There's not really any drama. It was good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always was kind of rooting for them, mostly because I really like Ray. Um, I kind of agree with the friends that, you know, it's uh, Brittany is very high maintenance and sure. Ray really just seems really easygoing. So in a weird way, it just seems to work for them. And I like him. And so therefore, I like them as a couple. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, rooting for them. All right. So let's then move on to uh, people we're not rooting for. Chaz and Bramwin. So Chaz is finally getting ready to leave Portland, but not before walking down the street just randomly with a giant umbrella. So his flight is delayed and he answers a voice call from Tawny, who he has only texted with up until this point. He thanks her that she let him in on what's been going on, including how she's being with Yola, which is a new thing that Tawny says that he didn't even know about. So then they switch to Bramwin and Yola eating a giant donut and sitting on a napkin. He puts a napkin down. So he's like, oh, your skirt is very short. And this is a sidewalk. Um, <laughs> Gross. Anyway, she says that things with her and Yola are just way smoother than with Chaz. And that Chaz was just her wishful thinking that she could turn things around more than anything. So Chaz, we go back, has heard of Yola. And, you know, all he's heard is from Bramwin, who just said he was a piece of shit. And at this point, he really isn't surprised that Bramwin is back with him, but he's glad he knows everything or else he would have just stayed stuck in this situation for a long time. He says if it's true that she's been hanging out with Yola, then it's just more proof that she's back to her old ways. So he said he's learned from this experience and has to you know, be a little more cautious about those red flags. Don't be so trusting and also don't marry a prostitute. So he then kind of goes in through his phone settings and switches off the service for his cell phone that he's still been paying for. So then he makes a weird comparison about like about the Yelp review and how he yeah. was just another John and this 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 hooker's overpriced. Anyway, in the title card we learned that Bramwin still hasn't signed the divorce papers. Chaz is looking for a sixth wife 
And Bramwin has already been in and out of jail for a parole violation. Oh, God. Okay, so why wouldn't she sign the divorce papers? I don't know. Maybe she was in prison when she got them. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe she's no longer at the address that, you know, he has. I mean, I don't think she's really, truly dragging her heels in actually getting divorced to this guy unless there's some kind of financial incentive. And the way that Chaz has framed it, she ain't getting nothing from him. No, so, there's no reason for her to get anything. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, I think it's just a matter of like logistics of why she hasn't signed it. Like, I mean, they said she's been in and out of prison. And I don't know. I feel like things could go wrong in terms of like her friendships because I feel like like if she's using or friends are using they're trying to run a porn business together it's just like uh, or a prostitution business together it just seems like there's so many things that could go wrong in their friendship or relationship where she wouldn't be living there anymore maybe she'd try to move out and live with yola like who knows i feel like there's so many things that could have changed in her situation that would have prevented her from actually seeing these papers yeah, I mean, I also think just think she also doesn't care. She's like, why? I don't give a shit. That's like doing him a favor. Fuck that guy. I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. He wants to get a divorce. Fucking let him do it. Whatever. I don't care. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I could also see her not being motivated to do anything until the time came where she wanted to get married. So. Yeah. And so it's like, well, why would I help? Why would I help him out? I'm not going to help him out. Like, yeah. I don't need. And so if it comes to the time that she needs a divorce, then she'll do it. But, you know, because she wants to – but she's not going to marry Yola. Like, I don't think she's going to get married no, to anyone not. else, right? Like, it doesn't – No, I don't think so. So, it's not going to be – because that's usually the, the the thing, right? The people who hold on to their, – they're not officially divorced for way too long. It's when they, somebody finally meets somebody they want to get married to that they're like, well, she probably finish this divorce thing first and then uh, right. then we yeah, can get married. Kind of like our puppy and uh, Eric situation. Yeah, um, totally. Chaz got real petty real fast and there's something that really just bothered me and rubbed me the wrong way about that because it's like I feel like I've met people like him that also were very insecure about their height it's like They act like this victim, like, you know, like, I don't know why why this is so difficult, why life is so difficult for me and, you know, why people like mistreat me and, you know, Mm -hmm. all I want to do is love someone. But then then once they feel they've been, Mm -hmm. right, but once they feel they've been wronged, it all of a sudden justifies like the fact that they're going to turn around and act like the biggest asshole to them because it's like he got real petty real fast and it's just like, I don't feel sorry for you. I don't. I don't. I, I And if he would have had more compassion for her and be like, listen, I thought she was a different person. I hope things yeah. work out for her. She's in a bad place. It just I, I can't have that in my life. You know, best of luck to her. Move on. That'd be fine. But he's like, I'm going to give a Yelp review about what a shitty prostitute she is. This friggin whore. Like, yeah, no, then, you know, that's not I'm going to make a dramatic show of throwing my ring and and talking about what a liar she was all the time and it's like right yeah that's real petty real fast like he has no reason to be that petty no i mean he kind of does but like but he could have taken a high road i know i don't i'm not saying he hasn't been wronged but it's like someone who goes there so quickly to me just is like i think it really shows a little like a little glimpse of their character and it's just like well i think there's things that you know, you're not all like 
the perfect man either, you know? You guys both have faults. And yeah, she wronged you. It's 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 like when people like, you know, get caught using a racial slur or something and they're like, mm-hmm. but that's not me. I that was that was a moment of weakness. Right. Like, yeah, but it was real close to the surface there, wasn't it? <laughs> like it was it was right yeah. there for you to pick it out. Like yeah. that kind of same kind of that same thing. When you get that petty that quick, it means that was always kind of underlying yes. everything from the relationship, which I totally think she sensed. Yeah, although I will continue to maintain the real reason why she's not with him is because it's kissing. It's like every time they show us flashbacks of it, I'm just like, oh. Oh, and they keep showing that one where like they start in his mouth. The I do one and his tongue just comes completely out the side of her mouth and is like just all up on her cheek. And it's like that they show that same kiss over and over and over again. It's like, why is your tongue outside of her mouth? No. Yeah. It's like every time I see that, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chaz, but I get it. It's not good. All right. Okay. Uh, let's talk about other relationships that were ending. And that was uh, Deontay and Lindsay. Uh, but we start off with Blaine dropping off Lindsay at Deontay so they can have a conversation. Lindsay tells us that she had sex with Blaine after everything that had gone down the night before. And Lindsay wants to apologize to Deontay and she wants to clear the air of any negativity. She tells him that she hasn't been happy and Blaine just makes her happy. Deontay says that she didn't even give him a chance. He wants to know how long this thing had been going on between her and Blaine. And Lindsay comes clean and says there were feelings there, but nothing was ever acted on. Lindsay attempts to give him back a laptop he gifted her, and he insists she keep it, saying that he hopes it will help her future. He tells her uh, he feels broken and defeated, and Lindsay assures him that he will find happiness with someone else, and she hugs him. Blaine is just awkwardly looking on while they're having this conversation about 100 feet away from him. Lindsay says her goodbyes and tells us she was definitely in love with Deontay. She's happy that it didn't end the way it did, and Blaine and Lindsay kiss in the car for a moment before they drive off. Lindsay gives us stats that 25% of the world's incarcerated population is in the U.S. Lindsay points out that moms are taken away from their kids, and yes, she thinks she's messed up and deserves some kind of punishment, but that doesn't mean she shouldn't get to be a mom. She then goes fishing with her daughter and Blaine. Lindsay updates her daughter, Miley Grace, on her probation status and of her relationship with Blaine. She tells Miley Grace that things didn't go well with Deontay. Lindsay and Miley Grace catch catch fish at the same time, and Blaine tells her she has to kiss the fish as Lindsay pushes Miley Grace in the water. Then Blaine pushes Lindsay in the water, and then he jumps in himself. Lindsay cries to us a bit, saying she does miss Deontay a little bit since he was her best friend uh, while she was in prison. But also she is so happy with her recovery because it means she can earn things back that were being taken away, like her time with Miley Grace. Meanwhile, Deontay is talking with his mom, Nika, who is telling him to try something different to get better results. There's a mysterious knock on the door, and it's Jill, one of Nika's co-worker's daughters. Nika is talking up Jill, saying that she has a job and she hasn't been to prison. And Nika is obviously trying to play matchmaker while warning viewers at home to stay out of Deontay's inbox if you're an inmate. Deontay says he's absolutely done with inmates and invites anyone to whoop his ass on the spot if for some reason he makes that mistake again. Lindsay and Blaine are still living together while Deontay is single, 
ends up he didn't get with Jill, and it ends up that he is still talking to Lindsay. All right, uh, do you really think, I mean, I feel like I ask you this, but I don't know. I've asked you this several times. Do you think Deontay's really done with inmates? No, no, I, I don't think, I don't think he can. Like, It just, it, that's going to be, he's going to, you know, strike out for a, for a minute and then he's going to, you know, not do so great, which go through a dry spell, which we all do when we're single, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. And then he's going to get desperate and horny and going to start looking at skinny white inmates and be like, okay, well, maybe her, <laughs> maybe this one, you know, yeah. it's like it's, he, he doesn't make the best decisions when he has, um, you know, when he's only relying on, what did he call it? Little, uh, little Nicole, Nicole Jr. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had high hopes for Jill. Uh, that was definitely his type. I mean, Certainly. he could nail yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. In terms of absolutely. type. So that made me wonder a little bit. It's like, well, I feel like Jill probably wasn't that into Deontay, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I drill down is like that's the hardest part for Deontay is like is the the, the people that tend to be his type don't want to put up with his bullshit. Like yeah. and it's 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 tough because I mean people and, and legitimately people do seem to find him attractive, right? Yes. And so that's not the bar to get over. It's that he's totally overbearing and it's like just yeah, drives everybody needy. away and so right. needy yeah but it just it it's it, it he can't get past that second step right that step where you're kind of getting into relationship because i can totally see him being like you know it's a huge turnoff when you when you you know went out with one or two dates for the person and they're like all up in your shit and they texted you like 10 times in a row and you're like oh, this no, i don't want this this is not what i was this yeah. is not fun. This is not what I was he looking for. He makes himself a little too available for the types of women that he's trying to attract. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he, he he tends to like women that are really independent and kind of mean to him and aloof. Right. And like that's – Yeah. That's, those aren't going to be people who want you to text them 10 times in a row. Exactly. So I feel like if he wants someone that is more receptive to him being so needy and needing that constant attention all the time, it's like, I feel like he's going to have to go for a different type of person. And usually that means that different type of person also physically is maybe not his type either. Yeah, that's what I think it it really gets gets in trouble is he definitely has a very specific physical type. And yeah. like, because we've seen him try – to date other like like people of different who look differently, and it's right. like after the first date, he's like, "Man, ain't gonna work." Like yeah. it's like, again, it's like they all have a whole big pleasant long conversation. He's like, "Nope, it's not there," because he's physically attracted to a very specific type. Yeah, definitely. Okay, can we go back and talk about Blaine's dog? Oh, wait, was it called Big Black Dog or something? Big Dog. The big name dog? is like Big Dog, Blaine's dog, and I was like. The dog's name is Big Dog? I kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a black Labrador, yeah. Yeah, it was like a a Lab or Rottweiler mix or something like that. But it was was a big black dog, but it just seemed weird (laughs) that I was like, wait, the dog's name is Big Dog? Like, did he name that when it was a puppy? doesn't surprise me. I mean, look at Blaine. He's like, I don't know. Maybe he called the dog Little Dog when the dog was a puppy. And well, then when big, the dog a was dog. a big dog, he's now big yeah. dog. 
Yeah, he just names everything the most. It's like my kids used to do that when they were when they got like new stuffed animals, and you'd be like, "Oh, it's a stuffed animal. What kind? What animal is it?" Like it's a panda. And like, oh, what are you gonna name your panda? They'd be like, "Panda e." <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> What's this? It's giraffe. Giraffe. And I was like, oh, you know, you can just not. Okay. <laughs> hey, when I was a kid, I used to name my stuffed animals Big Teddy, Little Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Dog, Little Dog doesn't seem all that, uh, you know, far from what I. But also, I'm not a kid naming a dog, so I don't know what Blaine's deal is. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe a child did name it. Well, maybe we'll give him that. Maybe a child did name the dog. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go on to, let's say, Brittany and Marcelino. So now that we're at the season finale, we finally get to see Marcelino in the house to face Brittany, which I feel like we've been building up to for like seven weeks now. Yeah, like, it's been a while. Ugh. So we know that she's arranged to not have the kids at home because they don't need to see or hear anything about what's coming. So it starts off with a lot of nothing, just literally nothing, sitting there in silence until Marcelino starts with, is it too late for an apology? Oh, God. Which is really all he has. It doesn't seem like he wants to confirm or deny any of the accusations she's made, but she wants a full confession of everything, and if he's going to lie about it, then he should just leave. But Marcelino thinks, you know, her mind has already been made up on the matter, and he claims that he's not hiding anything anyway. But then she lists a bunch of stuff that she knows he did that he didn't tell her, so kind of lie. So she directly asks if he cheated on her, and he says no. So he brings up... um she she brings up, I guess, Serenity, a stripper, a prostitute that he was talking to with his Finsta. And Marcelino is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she names the account name and he's like, nope, not ringing any bells. God. So this denial puts her over the edge and she starts pulling stuff, putting his stuff into trash bags as she rants and raves and uh, eventually culminating in her smashing their like wedding photos and calling him the biggest mistake of her life. So while she's doing all this, Marcelino goes to the truck, takes the camera microphone from the truck, and drives away. She keeps yelling at him after he leaves and also cries a lot. So eventually she calls him and he picks up. So now he that she's gone from mad to sad and asks, like, if she was that bad and, you know, was it really worth that? And he says he made mistakes and he loves her and that she saved his life. But she says it doesn't matter because she doesn't trust him anymore and he threw the whole family away. He seems to think that it's unfair that she's laying the entire responsibility for everything going to shit at his feet. And he says he's accountable for what he did as an apologetic, but that's not going to be enough. So we catch up to them one month after Marcelino left, and it looks like Brittany is moving out. She tells us she's going to Florida to start over new. So her sister and mother are coming with her, and Marcelino's mom is already in Florida. So how Marcelino is going to be involved with this co-parenting isn't resolved yet. Marcelino this whole time has still been present in the kids' lives, including Giovanni, who is, as we know, is not actually his biological son, but Marcelino doesn't see it that way. He treats him as – he says, that's my son. So then we switch to Marcelino, who's at an empty bar. He says Brittany has every right to feel the way she does and that he failed his wife, but he doesn't regret their relationship because of their beautiful children. So he also doesn't know what comes next to him for him. Back with Brittany, she doesn't think Marcelino is a bad person, but a broken one. And she'll probably uh, love him for the rest of my life, even if I can't. we can't be together. So then we have a title card, and it tells us that they actually both moved to Florida to start a new chapter together, and that they are working on their marriage. So right there at the end, I'm starting with the title card. Was this all fake? 
That was my suspicion from the beginning. Right. The move definitely made it seem more real to me because it's like to uproot your life. I definitely feel like there were elements of this that were real because Marcelino just doesn't seem the type of person to let his reputation go down like that, you Mm -hmm. know? And just for the sake of providing a storyline for the show, he's not going to want to be branded this lying cheater that hooks up with prostitutes like he doesn't you know if it's not some amount of truth in that he's not going to go down like that so i don't think he would have agreed to this storyline if it really was fake um maybe it wasn't as bad as they made it all seem so maybe Mm -hmm. the prostitute portion of it maybe that's where he's like what (laughs) yeah and it turns out that she i can see that like that is actually not my account and like so i don't know what you're talking about right but i mean the ex uh you know him communicating with his ex him communicating with uh, amanda i mean i think those things could be real you know so maybe it wasn't as bad as we saw but uh I think the move to Florida that you don't just do that, especially because, you know, Brittany is from Vegas, unless you're trying to escape something, I feel like. And there's really nothing for them there, you know, because I say they have a nice home. They built like a life together there. So to escape Vegas, I could see that uh, being a strategy if she's trying to keep Marcelino away from the prostitutes, away from Amanda, um, you know, maybe away from his wannabe profession that's keeping him out late at night. Yeah, yeah. Can't really be a p- p- poker player in Florida as easily. Um, but I don't know. It just, that, that just seemed like me because especially because they were like his mom already lives there. Yeah. Like and that was the part that really like, took it. I was like, oh, so it would make sense that they would like want to move closer to his mom. Especially if her mom and sister were willing to move and then like, yeah. let's come up with a more dramatic reason for us to move and put all this on, onto it, you know? Yeah. Um, especially if he gives up on the poker player stuff and it's just like, I'm a stay-at-home dad now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. It just seemed – yeah. Yeah. That was – I was – you were kind of sucking me into it being more real when they were like, oh, we might actually get a divorce. I will move yeah. away from him. But then at the very end, they're like, no, nah, they're, they're, they're living together now still like it's like uh because man that was just a long season of britney crying a lot yes definitely um i think it's a good move for the family though because it seems like a lot of the family drama because i mean it's not just britney and marcelino it's her mom too cindy Mm -hmm. she has known hookups in vegas she's clearly had addiction issues in the past like i think just her them their whole family removing themselves from that situation i think is just better for them yeah yeah although i don't know that florida is the place i want to go to get away from the crazy oh gosh i know she's <laughs> gonna meet herself a florida man and that's gonna raise a whole other set of issues <laughs> yeah yeah somebody's gonna well, get in a huge fight at a waffle house right well okay it's not quite a florida man but you know <laughs> uh, few states away we got kevin so kevin and tiffany kevin is pissed with dealing with what he refers to as these dumbass bitches he thinks tiffany is blowing things out of proportion he also wants to end things once and for all with kayla to get rid of stress and drama he shows up at kayla's place and she looks so excited to see him 
He asks her if she was messing with his phone, and Kayla says he's still messing with someone behind her back, and she's tired of him leading her on. He says that there's a backstory with her, too, because seven years ago, she cheated on him with her ex that seems to always pop up. She says that there's so much toxic bullshit between them, so they're going to either try or she's saying that this needs to end. Kevin says that she's just too jealous and he's not always with someone else when she thinks he is. Kevin suggests that they have a month trial to test things out. And, you know, he wants to make sure that there's no drama or jealousy and they should just be cool. Kayla says she wants to promise to each other to just be exclusive in this month then. And Kevin agrees, but says he isn't going to be going to guarantee that everything else will be perfect. They kiss and make up. Meanwhile, Tiffany has been seeing someone else named Thomas. They have been friends for a while and things have been awesome. Tiffany says she never technically broke up with Kevin, but since he's a womanizer, he can't really commit to someone, so there's nothing to really break up. Tiffany doesn't want to play games and wants to be with someone who has nothing to hide. Uh, We find out that Tiffany and Kevin don't speak and Kevin is supposedly being faithful to Kayla while Tiffany is still with Thomas. All right, so why the heck is Kevin even on this show if he ends up with his crazy ex to begin with? Because he had a crazy ex and that was high drama who just, you know, gets every other word bleeped and every other word that isn't bleeped is the word biatch. Like oh, that. God, like, yeah. That sad biatch is bleep, 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 bitch, bleep, 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 bitch. Like, that's pretty much we had, like, three quarters of Kayla's talking, right? She's a real class lady. Yeah, I mean, it. it's just so weird to me. I don't understand. I've, I don't think I've ever, myself, been in a situation where I was like, somebody violated my privacy and my trust so much, and I went over to confront them about it, and within three, within, like, However long it was, even if it took all day to film that scene, <laughs> to be at yeah. the end of the scene, like with your arms around each other, like, yeah, we think this is really going to work out. Like, We're going to give this a try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is insane. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, but I don't know. Kevin isn't the smartest and apparently Kayla can actually manipulate him oh, enough. They, they totally deserve each other. Like, oh yeah, for sure. What, whatever, whatever happens between either one of them, they they both brought it on themselves. Like they definitely deserve each other. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever feel like Tiffany was also equally as trashy as these people? Tiffany's pretty trashy. Um, yeah. Get, I mean, just by the fact that the way she, from the beginning, like she put brought two guys to pick her up at prison, yep. right? Like, yeah. and and. And she came back and, you know, slept with him, like, again, because she needed a place to stay. Like, don't make no mistake. Tiffany is trashy. She's just not as trashy as Kayla, who is, like, off the charts, like, sailing through the breeze trashy. Gosh. Yeah, well, I think, like, the crazy part of that is also what makes her seem more trashy, too. Because it's like, normal people wouldn't behave that way. Well, uh, part of being trashy is like having that weird, vindictive, like oh gosh, yes. com- petty. competitive, petty mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not all you know, looks or whatever. It oh, has a yeah, lot yeah. to do with your attitude for sure. that. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's. I don't get it. I, it. And so many people in this storyline just have like they. Oh yeah, they have an ex. It'll just 
pop up every now and then. It was like, I don't know how common that is because I only have the one X and <laughs> there's no popping at all. And I, there's, that's not a thing. But everybody seems to have this. Oh, yeah, they just come back. They just pop back up. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me either. All right. So moving along, let's say well, – I'm going to save that one for last. Let's go Taylor and Chance. So it's almost time for the gender reveal party and it looks like everyone is on team boy. They're running out of buttons for boy buttons and the poor girl buttons over there. Pile is too big. So Chance also bought him and Chant, him and Taylor pink and blue jackets to wear and gets a little frustrated when her first question is how much did they cost? He says, why should I have limitations? This is a once-in-a-lifetime event. Taylor tells him it's it's a compromise to even have this party. So maybe we can get the receipts for these because he tells, he tells her that they cost $150 a piece. So she's already irritated and lets him know that it'll be even worse if he says any damn thing about this kid maybe not being his at the party. So then he leaves to take care of some things that – you know, also when she's like, like, take care of what things? He's like, don't worry about it. So on the way out, he checks the mail where there's multiple mailings from a mortgage lender and DNA test results, which of course he's going to tear it. He like grabs onto and thinks about, I, I thought he opened it, but turns out he didn't yet, but he doesn't like go back inside to deal with it. He still drives off. So it gives us a cliffhanger to the next scene. So, when we get there, they're not sure that Bobby is going to come and Taylor's talking to her parents about, about that when Chance comes back. So he pulls her aside to read the results and of course he is the father. Um, so she forgives him for asking about for the test, but he feels like an asshole because you were an asshole. But anyway, this is all behind him now. So the party is going along fine. Bobby comes. Somebody's wearing a kilt for some reason. And then we get to the reveal. So... The reveal this time, it's not like, you know, the cannon, the, you know, the poppers or a cake or anything like that. No, nah. um, Chance hired an airplane to come by with it with a streamer that says oh it's a boy. It's really cool. But Taylor, again, worries about how much this cost, because like we could have just done a balloon with confetti or something. And that would have been the same. So after the party, it's time for Bobby to talk to her dad about her moving to Tucson. So as we learned before, her relationship with, his fa- with her father is very fraught. So everyone's pretty nervous about it. They start by rehashing his disappointment with his own parenting when they were kids because he was not really consistently there. So he just wants her to stay off drugs and be happy. So she tells him that moving to Arizona is how she's choosing to avoid that. Well, avoid being on drugs. And he cries a bit and says how much he's going to miss her, especially since she's leaving tonight. So everyone seems to agree that it sucks that she's moving, but is likely the best thing for her. So the end title card tells us that their baby is due in November. They may get married in 2023. And of course, may is because Taylor says they aren't and Chance says they are. And Bobby is still sober and working as a nursing assistant in Tucson. All right. So you know what? It's underrated because the plane kind of overshadowed it. Those are $150 jackets. I, how many? That's ridiculous. Those look like some cheap jackets you could have got on Amazon for like 20 bucks. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going for. It's like, I, it's a okay gesture, pink and blue jacket. I think it's dumb. I, full disclosure, I think the whole gender reveal party thing is dumb, but you do you. But yes, that was, 
I have seen that at Marshall's for like 20 bucks. Like, and right. why are we paying $150 for this? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were lying about it. But, you know, it's just, uh, why is he trying to get under her skin? I wouldn't be surprised if that was just like him, like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, and it really doesn't cost much. It's like, it, it's a control thing, I think, for him. You know, especially because he's been in prison for so long and especially for what he went to prison for. I think to him, like, having money, spending money is a control thing. He doesn't want anyone to tell him what to do with money. Yeah, that is true. That And, and that's the thing is she's not even asking to tell him what to do. She's just being yeah. like, consult me so we can talk about it. I feel like it's more like just don't spend money on something stupid. Just like, but he doesn't get what, you know, she thinks is stupid. It's like, well, are you going to die without this thing? No? Okay, we don't need yes. it. Yes. I feel like they teach wants versus needs in like first grade now, by right. the way. So like, yes. And it, it, it and it, it, it's just, yeah, it is frustrating because it might, you're right. It might not have cost that much. He might've been lying about that, but just to be like, yeah, his, his constant attitude of don't worry about it. Don't worry right. about it. Well, you know she's worried about it. Like, and so taking something that your partner you know is worried about and just saying, that's a dumb worry and you shouldn't do it, stop, is not being a good partner to them. Yeah. Um, it, and especially when you're like, don't worry about it. Also, I'm going to do – like, I'm worried about you setting those firecrackers off in the house. And it's like, well, you shouldn't as they start a fire in your house. And it's like, well, I feel like I should have worried about the fireworks in the house, Chance. Like – because they will be out of money and I know they'll be out of money because he spends money more than I do and I make a lot more money than them. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't know. I think this is always the challenge with reality shows, right? It's like this weird balance of like, because it's a reality show, kind of pretending like you don't make any money from these shows. But the reality right. is you do make money from these shows. And so it's just like pretending that you're living this kind of poor, frugal life when we all know that, you know, you're getting something for being Yeah, but I mean, TV. they don't get they don't get that much. I think they get a little bit more for being on any kind of like subsequent shows. At least that's how it is with the 90 Day Fiance group. You know, they don't get much for being on the original season, but for being on a happily ever after, they get much more. They do get much more, but it's something like ten grand. It's not enough yeah. that you quit your day job, right? It's not like this is your job now. Right, but it's enough income for like a year. And But you know how chances he sees those dollar signs and he's like, oh, we have money to spend. That's a hundred thousand more than we would have had if we didn't do this show. Right. The other thing, the other thing we don't know is like what production paid for anyway. Maybe production paid for that. Oh, we'll we'll buy the plane thing. And so he's like when he's like, don't worry about it. He really yeah. means, oh, I didn't even pay for it, so don't worry about right. it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. All right. Uh, let's talk about another couple that I don't know if we're even worried about them. Uh, Destiny, Sean, and Sarah. So Sean is taking care of the baby while Sarah is getting some me time and painting her nails in the other room. Sean gets a call from Destiny who says he owes her. Uh, this whole story again. Mm -hmm. So Sean argues that none of that stuff was hers, and so he doesn't owe her anything. Destiny tries to give him a sob story of her husband being in prison, and she has a baby and no money, but Sean just doesn't care. Sarah overhears the conversation and asks him from the other room who he's talking to. Sarah then, you know, marches in there, grabs the phone from Sean, and Destiny introduces herself and starts explaining her side of the story, which is basically Sean promised her all these things. So she wants him to follow through. 
Sarah says it's not normal to send money to exes and that they have their own situation with their baby. Sarah says she's wasting her time because Destiny will never get any money from them. Sarah and Destiny go back and forth about who Sean was talking to uh, first and who was getting the sloppy seconds. And Sarah calls out Destiny for lying about money given to her since Sarah and Sean share a bank account and Sarah sees everything. Destiny just hangs up on her and thinks that it didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. Destiny disses Sarah, saying she looks like a dude, and Sarah calls Destiny trash. After Sarah questions Sean why he even continues to talk to Destiny, uh, as soon as he hears that it's her, he should be hanging up, not sneaking around continuing to talk to her. Sarah points out all the other shady shit Sean has done, like inviting Kelly to the wedding without Sarah knowing, and against Sarah's wishes. Sarah says she's been understanding and nice about everything so far, but now that's done. Sean says he wants to be with her, and Sarah says fine. He doesn't owe Destiny anything, so it's done. Uh, And she says uh, doesn't click with Sean, and he talks to Destiny again, then she's really done. Sean plays dumb and didn't realize that what he was doing was so hurtful. Sarah is a stay-at-home mom with... uh, while she's vigilantly monitoring Sean's calls, and Destiny is focused on being a mom while her husband is still in prison. All right, do you think that Sarah's going to follow through and kick Sean to the curb if he messes up again? I I don't think that's an option anymore. I think it's like the same thing with his money. Like, I think she's like, I'm screening your phone calls now. I will decide yeah. when you can answer the calls. So yeah. then it's not a problem. He won't mess up and talk to Destiny again. Because... Right. Just like the money. He can't mess up and spend his money on something dumb because she's just like, nope, your paycheck comes to me. My your paycheck <laughs> is mine. Yeah. I honestly feel like good for Sarah because he is a wild card. Who the heck knows what he's going to do? Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't think he's, you know, trying to get back together with Destiny or anything. No. I just think he he he's always just trying to not get in trouble. And I think he's like, well, maybe if I talk to her, I'll convince. This is the time I'll convince her that I don't need any more. I don't, I don't owe her any money, and she'll stop calling, and then it's not an issue anymore. So I can just sweet talk into her into not talking, and that's that's what I'll that's why I'll, I'll answer and talk to her now because then she'll stop calling. Oh, see, I kind of think of it as uh, like he's just like, oh, well, what, maybe she wants something other than money. Maybe she wants to send nudes. Like I feel like Sean is that dumb. <laughs> Oh, maybe right. Maybe she's trying to get back together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I feel like he really is that dumb. And I think he still, like, there's part of him that still wants that attention. Yeah. I mean, I I do agree with that. I do think he does like that somebody he obviously considers attractive, like, Mm -hmm. is wanting to talk to him, even if it's about trying to extract money from him. But, I mean, I just definitely thought it was funny that. Like, definitely the first of all, the interaction between Destiny and Sarah was just hilarious, mm-hmm. and especially the way it ended. And she was like, "Well, that's not how I thought it would go." And you could just see her resignation and be like, "Oh, damn! He put up the the, the unpenetrable fence. I'm never gonna break. A, I'm never gonna break a wife. That's not gonna right. happen." <laughs> like, well, plus I could also see her threatening to like lie to Sarah about things, you know. Like, mm-hmm. using that as kind of, like, a ace in the pocket. And obviously she can't do that because Sarah's, like, outsmarted her, you know? I know what's yes. going on. You you think you can lie to me about this? Nope. Yeah. 
Well, that's what she did because she tried to lie yeah. to her about something she knew was untrue. But she also gave away the hand that it was like, no, all of his money comes to me. So he's not writing a goddamn check without my approval. Right. And so it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, like, oh, I guess I guess that means I'm not getting any money. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's not kind of – she knows – I mean, Destiny's smart enough to know that was going to work. Because I, I – I mean, I think Sean left to his own devices. She'd get it. She'd get yeah. something. I, I think so, too. Even if it's like, a, oh, well, give me this and I'll leave you alone forever. Okay. Yeah. And then it's going to be – which is just absurd on his part. There's Right. It, if Yeah. There's nobody ever in the history – you know what? I'll make that my life lesson. Go back. Okay. I'm going to jump in. We'll come back to it later. Okay. <laughs> my life lesson now. All right. So that leaves the last one, which was pretty heavy. Yeah. And that is Amber and Puppy, but mostly Amber. So TC gets home to Amber, who has something to tell him. Now, we're – well, not really tell him as much as just throwing three positive pregnancy tests at him. So his first instinct is to get up and get something to drink. So he pours himself a heavy glass of Patron before they talk. So then they flip to Eric and Puppy, who is – uh, telling she's telling him about how she's in a bad place right now and she's taking the miscarriage pretty hard and Eric is trying to be sympathetic and supportive but there's only so much you can do when you can't express emotions so he <laughs> says that when she got pregnant they were not in a good place but you know he kind of thinks get, things are getting better now because well not better but the, he thinks that the bad times with her are better than a lot of the other times he's had with many other people so he knows that this is kind of a make or break moment in their relationship, but isn't sure how things are going to go. Anyway, flip back to TC and Amber. TC is in the same place he was before about babies. This is not ideal, but I guess this hap- this is happening and maybe a girl would be cool because I already have two boys. But then she starts to talk to him and add about the medical issues regarding carrying this pregnancy to term, especially the part where it could be life-threatening and how it could da- come down to a choice between her or the baby. So this makes him very emotional and he says when there's emotions involved, I just want to shut down. So uh, having trouble talking anymore. He's really trying to – so she's really trying to hold on when she starts crying and blaming herself. She says she would have been more careful if she knew that she could have really gotten pregnant at all or that the pregnancy would – any pregnancy would carry such a significant risk. So he says that they'll get through this together and everything will be all right. Flash forward, the next we see of Amber, it's her queen and their friend Lee driving to North Carolina so she can get an abortion. Her and TC decided that this was the right decision for her because the pregnancy was too much of a health risk. And even the pro-life TC thought the risk was too, was too great. And they both repeatedly said, you didn't really have a choice. So this likely happened – well, it sounds like it happened post-Dobbs because Amber says they changed the law like the day before she called to set up her appointment. Which is why they have to drive to North Carolina. I'm assuming Georgia had some sort of trigger law that like went into effect. So Queen is astounded that the law changed that quickly. And Amber hasn't said anything to Puppy about this yet. Since last time they spoke, Puppy was so broken up about losing her pregnancy. And they still really haven't healed from that last big fight. So six hours later and they're still not there because of traffic. And it's actually – I looked up the map. It's really bad traffic because that giant peach water tower – is only like three hours outside of Atlanta. So that means they've been in traffic for like three hours. Wow. So she says that she really doesn't feel like she has a choice again. And they would 
be having a baby if there was a way for everyone to get through this healthily, safely, healthy. So she talks to her mom in the morning who reassures her that there aren't any other options. So this is, she is so emotionally distraught about the whole thing that she can't even sit down for the interview anymore. She gets up and is like, I just can't do this. So they finally get there and the next morning on her way to the appointment, TC calls to tell her he had a muffin, which is not what Amber wanted to hear. She wanted someone to make her feel better and this was not the way to do it. She's on edge and now she's just mad at him as Queen holds the camera and like keeps looking at it to make those like, you know, faces like Jim Halpert in the office, like the (laughs) – so he has a – Again, he really does have a hard time expressing feelings or talking about emotions. So this is not really his time to shine. In fact, we won't even – he won't even – Amber tells us he won't even use the word abortion in a conversation. So when she gets there, she has to go past some pro-life protesters with signs and bullhorns. And it just pisses her off because she doesn't appreciate their judgment and lack of compassion. Um, you know, one of those, you don't know where I am. You don't know what this is about. All that kind of stuff. So it's all very, very hard on her. So after she's finished, she's sleeping things off and TC calls a check-in. So no one is really sure how to feel, but again, we didn't really have any other choice seems to be the mantra. So she's confident that they can get past this, but we can't end without one more talk with Puppy, who brings Amber her birthday present. This time though, Puppy seems, it seems like Puppy's the one who's together and Amber is a hot mess. And then Amber tells her the whole story. So Puppy wishes that Amber should have would have called her and does her best to comfort Amber after what Amber describes as the hardest time in her life. And she even mentions, as someone who went to prison, this was the hardest time of my life. So Puppy realizes that the rift between them is mostly her fault, so she wants to work to mend it. In the title cord, we heard we hear that Amber is hoping to move in with TC soon and that Eric's divorce is finalized. So um, he hope they him and Puppy hope to get married sometime in 2023. So I, this is, this was a lot um, because, and I, I, I'll start kind of with this. This is something we've kind of mentioned and thought on before. And even earlier in the season, we were kind of like, well, I wonder if they even going to pretend like, are we just going to do that thing that the show does where they pretend like abortion is not, doesn't exist or isn't an option for everyone. And boy, they really went all in with this one. Yeah, they really did. Um, yes, I was kind of hesitant that they would actually address it at all especially after what we kind of saw from puppies experience mm-hmm. um and honestly like the way that puppy describes her miscarriage it just doesn't sound like it's a real miscarriage like she keeps yeah, on referring to it mm-hmm. as i am like miscarrying the baby like it is actively happening and like i it's just the way that she phrases it is just like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that she got an abortion. I'm just saying it's suspicious. Um, I feel like she doesn't talk about it like, you know, like she miscarried like past tense. Well, and and the, the, well, I mean, I mean, it is a process that takes time. Like, mm-hmm. and right. That when, when you, when they do have a miscarriage, but also she seems very, very, she seemed to blame herself very, very heavily um, and I know that many women who have miscarriages definitely blame themselves, you know, which is its own sad phenomenon, but it's obviously not true. But I don't know. It definitely seemed like she was like, this is directly, more directly my fault than, than others. So it, 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 it yeah. And it, it, it seemed, uh, yeah, a little, I'll, I'll stick with your word, suspicious. But yeah, this was, 
and, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, right? Because, you know, full disclosure, you know, I'm East Coast liberal, so I'm pro-choice, but they really leaned into it not being a choice. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like th- they have to almost justify it based on where they are, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like. Well, based on who he is. Right. Yes, I agree. So I feel like they definitely were playing up the whole like, oh, you know, you're going to potentially die. Um, this is a life threatening uh, pregnancy, um, you know, because the way that I interpreted the doctor's like message to Amber when she first had that doctor's appointment wasn't that this was a guaranteed thing. It was just like you are high risk. Right. Here are the possible things that could go wrong. And I mean, I feel like doctors do that for everything, right? That's yeah. got a reasonable probability, but it was not by any means telling her that this was a death sentence. Yeah, and I I I I kind of agree with that. Now maybe they, she may have gotten more information and had gotten more blood work done mm-hmm. with the doctor who basically ended up saying, "No, this isn't going to work." Right. Um, and that was one thing, and then it was just that and if it was as straightforward as as she said, that was just that's that man that just that's why it's such a scary time right now. It's yeah. like the fact that a doctor could tell you, nope, no way, you're gonna die if you have this baby, and you still have to go two states over to have an abortion. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's scary. That's scary as hell. That's super scary. Yeah, crazy. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah. It just it. The way she says it, she's just like, well, if I had the smallest inkling, you know, that it was almost like she was saying, like, if there was just any hope that we could both make it out of this alive, her and the baby, then they were they were going to do it. But it's like, yeah, I took that, it to mean you had a chance. So that's not what. Yeah. That, so I'm I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt and saying she got more information from a doctor than what we heard, mm-hmm. because what, from what we heard definitely didn't sound like it was you were the baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just feel like they really especially cuz I mean she's stuck living in Georgia cuz what did they have like a 20 year probation? Yeah. So yeah. I mean it's like she's got to live there. She's got to, you know, make peace with her decisions knowing that she is, you know, or she's got her life like publicized like this on this show. And I feel like she's got to justify to everyone around her, like, why she did this. And and I don't know. But the, I, I definitely took her at her word that this was, you know, the hardest thing in her life. And I think that's. Oh, sure. And I totally think it's because I, I think her and her partner, I think they're both pretty morally opposed to it anyway. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and this is somebody I wanted to do this with and was happy about. And then it just it, it couldn't work. And that's that that is devastating. Like, so I don't think that I just I don't I don't see them making that choice if they really did feel through medical advice that it it was a choice, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely. All right. So uh, we heard from all of our groups. Oh, and then uh, we found out that Eric finally did get a divorce. Yes. Yeah. So um, and it sounds like they're still together. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess we got somewhat of closure on everyone. Um, did you happen to do a power ranking? I of course did. 
Okay, now the question I have awesome. for you is did did you put destiny in your power ranking? I did put destiny in my power ranking. All right. Well then we're good. we we did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. All right. So who was your number one then? Being the best person. Yes, the, the best person. I went with Ray. I did too. I mean just he's chill. Like he's cool. Guy. Like I like Ray. Yeah. Never does anything uh, you know, terrible to his partner, like some of these other people we got on. Yeah, here. like some of these other people. Yeah. We don't have to go very two. far. My number two is Sarah. Okay. Not too far behind. I had my Sarah I had Sarah as my number three. Uh, my number okay. two is Amber. Um I felt right. like Amber did have missteps this season. I'm not saying she didn't. Trying to choke a pregnant lady, definitely not so. <laughs> that, that knocked her down a little bit for me. Great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I would say that, you know, she's, she, I think is one of the more level-headed people on the show. She offers mm-hmm. great advice uh, to Puppy. And I mean, at the end of the day, she's really looking out for the people that she loves. And she really just, you know, no matter how she feels about, Whoever, like, even when things were bad with Puppy, she was there when Puppy needed her. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I just, I mean, I went, like I said, I went with Sarah just because, I mean, Sean's a lot to deal with. I mean, probably yes. only number one because she chose Sean, like, right. as a partner. I, yeah, um, I feel so like same, be, because other be than that, one. Sarah's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she's, like you said, she's level-headed. She knows what she's doing. She actually has a plan. Like she's yes. grabbing his paychecks. And so, I mean, I, I have good high hopes for her. Yeah. All I right. think the only reason why maybe Sarah's a little bit lower for me is because she picked Sean. And let's be real here. Sean makes her a little crazy too. Like, you know, the yelling and, you know, all this. Oh, well, like, yeah. She has, I mean, she she doesn't have two she kids. Has she has three. Yeah. She has three. She has, and her one kid has five other children, but six hundred of six other children. So, yeah. All right. So my number three was um, Brittany from Brittany and Ray. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything broadly offensive she did. No. She was pretty reasonable with the whole. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The whole uh, prenup. So, yeah. I support that even though Brittany is a little bit further down, mostly just because I find her to be irritating. I mean, she is. And she's, she's like. Aspirationally bougie, yeah, right. That's in a, in a kind of an annoying way. I get, I, I, so I get that, and we always go with that. Sometimes that we have those. They're down because they personally rub me the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Like I would not want to be friends with her. Unlike my number four, Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. she's just really sweet. I, I feel so bad that she's stuck with this bonehead. Uh, but I mean, that's of her own making. But, I mean, I was kind of proud of her that she's starting to stand up for herself a little bit, you know, with the whole wedding thing. I mean, he's not reacting well to that at all. But, I mean, she's she's no. starting to stand up for herself a little bit. Yeah. No, I have I have Taylor at number four as well. Okay. Um, just, yeah, mostly good things. Just I, I, I want her to stand up for herself a little yeah. bit more forcefully. Yeah, I agree. And, and that kind of moves her down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so Brittany from Brittany and Ray was my number five because, once again, it's not that she's any really worse off than these people in terms of what she did this season other than I would much more want to hang out with a Taylor than a Brittany. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so Amber Amber was my number five. Um, okay. So we're kind of sitting right in there. Again, as, as I mentioned, the 
trying to choke a pregnant lady yeah. ooh, moves her down a little bit in the list for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who was your number six then? Uh, so my number six was and I, I this is where I start to get really I already have this person here. Uh-huh. Um, I have Tiffany because oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, she she is did that weird sketchy thing where she came back that one time. But other yeah. than that, it's pretty much just been like, dude, are you serious? I'm leaving now. <laughs> and I right. guess that's just fine. OK. Yeah. Um, I went my number six with Brittany of Brittany and Marcelino. Uh, for the most part, I feel like she also was fairly innocent this season or at least justified in most of her reactions however i don't know what it is and i'm now thinking about this uh but apparently woman on woman violence doesn't affect me because <laughs> i mean the only right? thing that she really yes. did that was, she did physically uh, attack someone yes right. it was objectionable <laughs> is that she uh she did attack her friend amanda <laughs> which apparently is like not a big deal in my book <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, so she's a little bit lower, man. We'll get to her in a little bit. Um, so then number seven, again, I'm just getting on. I guess I didn't do anything too, too bad is mm-hmm. Lindsay. Okay, so Lindsay's actually my number eight. So not okay. too far off. Not too far off. She just was fine. Like, I mean, again, this is kind. it was kind of a whack thing to do whatever she was doing with Deontay because I'm not yeah. sure – I'm not sure she really had feelings for him, but I don't know that he really had feelings for her. I just feel like they're both kind of doing this to get along and go on the show. I mean, but the thing about her is she usually talks a good game yes. until everything goes to shit. And then right. she just turns into a, a horrible person like on, like on a snap. And we just didn't get that snap this time. Yeah, I, the way I kind of see her as she definitely comes off as very polished – but it's also sure. kind of fake. So it's yeah. like she didn't really do anything terrible this season. I mean, but I also felt like it was all a front. You know, her yeah. concern for these people, you know, like her wanting to be like the best mom that she can be, you know, living this like straight and narrow life. But at the end of the day, it's like she's still in the run. She's got state charges. She still out has there. warrants against her that she's running <laughs> yeah. away from. Yes, um, but she, which is why she couldn't bail out her friend, which is the other thing she was trying right. to be nice for. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but my number seven was uh, actually puppy. So okay. puppy, other than like choosing a like a loser boyfriend partner. It's like puppy for the most part. Well, I guess also getting that fight with Amber. Uh, you know, when like blaming Amber for something that really should have been like, it shouldn't have escalated the way it escalated. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, that's where my my girl on girl fights go eight <laughs> and nine right there. Okay. I have Brittany and Puppy as my nine. Okay. Um, because I mean I don't know Brittany just Brittany is lower the 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 attacking her friend, but also just because. Uh, Every time she came on the screen, I was like, ugh. Yeah. She's just going to cry more about the thing. And, thing, and, and I mean, whatever. It, 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 assuming it's, you know, we're taking what's on the show at face value. It is a devastating thing to learn. But I was like, oh, my God, we learned it over. It's, it's production's fault as much as any that they made me dislike Brittany just because I'm, like, bored of her packing up dishes and crying. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, she was difficult to watch for sure. Okay, so my number nine was Tiffany. 
So that means the second half of our list is also the same, just maybe not the same order. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. So starting off at number 10, who do you have? I, I This one I just can't believe of all the places. Sean is oh, my number okay. 10. All right. So Sean is not that far off for me either. I actually have Sean at number 11, and my number 10 is Destiny. Okay. Just because, I mean – Destiny, I feel like you know what you're getting with her, right? There's right. nothing shady about her because you just know she is not a good person. Yes. There's no like no, deception and I'll give it that. there. There isn't deception. Yeah, I get it. It's like I'm going to call. I'm going to ask for money. I'm going to almost crash his wedding. Like, And then she even – at the end, she did that. Destiny's a little bit lower to me. I will get it when we get it. But just a little bit lower be- partially because of that teasing us the whole time that she was just gonna pop up at his wedding yeah. and and at the end she was like listen bitch you know i'm you know you're lucky i didn't pop up at your wedding and it's like am i lucky for that like what this is not a gift that you bestowed me get out of here crazy lady <laughs> yeah. so my uh, 11 was sean and i just think that he's just so stupid and i just don't like his dumb face but at the same time, everyone else on this list has done way worse things this season. So, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. I would say the worst things he did, though, were, I mean, he invited his ex to the wedding yeah. without telling the bride. That's pretty bad. And then he had that thing where he didn't tell anybody in his family that his his is the, the his fiance was pregnant until they yeah. saw her with the giant pregnant belly. Those things are still pretty, pretty bad. Not as bad as what everybody else did, but pretty bad. So in between those two, so I had 10 10 was Sean and my 12 was Destiny. In between the two of them, I had Deontay. Um, Because I don't know that he did anything wrong besides continuing to be stupid and like chase after women that don't really want him and be all up in their shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Deontay was my number 13. I just feel like... It's like to hold on to something in your mind, like your insecurity, like, I just have to know. I just have to know. It's like, do you really? Do you really have to know if your ex was cheating on you? She's your ex now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that between this one and 90 Day, which we'll go over. There's a lot of, did you really need to know that? Is that something yeah. you need to know? Right. Right. So my number 12 was actually Marcelino. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm still torn with, did we really get the whole story? Was the story that we were told actually true? And I think that's the only reason why Marcelino is higher up on the list. Because arguably, everything that he did, in theory, is way worse than any of these guys. But at the same time, can we really verify that those were the things that he did? It's hard to say. So I, I gave him a little bit. Benefit of the doubt. So sure. So and I I totally ranked Marcelino based on as present as the information was presented to us in sure. the show. Where That's would I put enough. him? So he yeah. does end up lower on my list. Yeah. Um and so what I have eleven was Deontay, twelve was Destiny. My thirteen, is that what you just said? You're thirteen? Yeah. Okay. Deontay was thirteen, my, Marcelino was my twelve. Okay. Okay. So my thirteen is Chaz. Okay. Um and he's very, very close to Deontay with that stuff. Like, did you need to know that? Is this is this something that you needed to say, right. like out loud to her? Um, and I mean, because and he does, he does come across, like, and obviously 
Branwyn did the damage of the relationship, but uh-huh. he is so insecure and he's like, he's not as high and mighty as he thinks he is. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he thinks that some of the, some of the controlling stuff that he does, he thinks he like gets away from it and doesn't, he's like, thinks it's too clever for us to catch that. No, you're actually being a dick there. Like, yeah. like I can see you being a dick. Right. And so that's where he put him, put him lower for me. Yeah, so, I mean, Branwen and Chaz, they're two peas in a terrible pod, and so I knew that they had to be together somewhere in this list for me, Um, and I ended up ranking Branwen slightly higher, so I went number 14 Branwen because at the end of the day, like, Branwen, I feel like she could have been real, I mean, this is why she's towards the bottom of the list, she could have been a lot more honest and upfront and saved us all, the drama, the heartache, you know, Chaz being insecure this whole time because it was pretty clear that she didn't want him, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, at the same time, I think she felt some kind of obligation towards him. And I just, I think Chaz, like, he just was more sneaky about what a terrible person he was. And so, to me, that's why I kind of ranked him lower, even though I'm not saying Branwyn is a gem. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So we'll get to Bramwin when I get to Bramwin. My opinions of uh, <laughs> yeah. add to that. All right. So that was your 14, right? 14 and 15. Yeah. All right. 14 and 15. So my 14 is Chance. Okay. And it's, I mean, it, it basically comes down to, I, I, this guy annoys the hell out of me. Like yeah. he's manipulative. He doesn't listen. He's bullheaded, right? He, he's kind of, he, he, isn't as outwardly of an asshole as other people, but he's a pretty big asshole. And he's yeah. a pretty big asshole to his partner. And sure. he clearly doesn't think much of her intelligence at all. Yeah. Right? And so that's just a lot of bad qualities to have in a partner. But the three people below openly cheated on the other on their partner. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> And so my 15 was Marcelino because at least his cheating, if we're taking it at face value, I do kind of buy it that it's – there was no physical actual cheating. It was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, emotional, like seeing what's out there, you know, flirting with people online, that kind of stuff, which is shitty and wrong and bad. And so if we're taking it at face value, that puts it there. So, yeah. So that means we have – somebody down there is the same, but – well, number 16 is Kevin. Yeah. It's just, my 16 as well is yeah, also Kevin. Yeah, just yes. terrible. And it's like the th- the idea that he can talk himself out of any situation, like he really thinks that about himself. He's like, just give yeah. me a chance to talk to her. And then I can like convince her to be with me. It's just like, you're an idiot. You've been lying to her this whole time. And you think that lying to her some more will somehow make her change her mind? And then his conversations are never like, he's not – like a very verbose person. No, right? he isn't a smooth talker. He's more like gives him hey, the baby. wink, like the wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. Hey, yeah, he my just, bed. Yeah, he's just he just uh, yeah he's like well I just need a chance to talk to her and then just does how you doing like yeah. that's all he does like, like I just need well, to give her a chance her. I just to need flash to, the dick. Yeah, let me just give him give him the wink and the nod and we'll be yeah. and we'll be good to go. We'll be golden. Yeah, but it's yeah. Anytime you drop your girlfriend off at work and then. 
pick your ex up in the parking lot and go have sex with her like that no that's a terrible person that's ridiculous yeah <laughs> like, all right uh so that leaves number 17 the last and for me it's not even that he did anything super terrible especially compared to some of these other people i just don't like him and that's chance i really hate the yeah. guy yeah, I mean, he's a very hateable person. Yes, yeah. there's so many qualities, just like you said, that bullheadedness, that stubbornness, that idea that he's smarter than everyone else, his idea of what a surprise is. It's like all that <laughs> stuff was so I bought freaking... myself a truck as a surprise for you. Surprise! Doesn't that make sense, Miss H? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it doesn't. And it, like it, everything he did, and he thinks he's so smart, and he thinks he's smarter than Taylor, and he, you know, demanding a DNA test because, you know, that could be the only reason why anyone wouldn't like fall in line with what I think should be happening. You know, it's just like all of that ridiculous. I just do not like the guy. Yeah. I mean, and so, yeah, it, it's awful. And my 17 was Branwyn. Yeah. And like, to me, the the defining thing of whether I'm how much I'm truly going to hate you isn't even how much you're lying to your partner because she just lied to him the entire yes. oh, season. Oh, for sure. Um, it's when you lie to me. Don't look at me and tell me that ad was for your friend. You, yeah, you're full of shit. Don't. You might be an idiot, but I'm not, and right. that's what pisses me off. Like, yeah, don't yeah. look at me and tell me you're not like actively being a prostitute the right now. Just like, own but up then to it. Why? Why do you have another yeah. picture on there? Uh, <laughs> like, she can't even come up with an answer. Don't look. But she just looked at the camera and told so many things that I was like, "You're lying to me, you asshole." Yeah. That, that that just puts me off, and that that moves you to the bottom of the list. And like. <laughs> You can fool them, but don't you look at me and try to fool me, lady. Right. You're like, do I look like Chaz? No. No. <laughs> I do yes. not. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So uh, that is uh, our power ranking. So that means that we're at the end of the season. Uh, next week, we start a love during lockup or what do they call it? I always call it love during love, lockup. It's love, it's love during lockup. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, before I kept on messing up the name, I thought it was like before – Hold on, Lock though. I put it. Something. I put it off. Did you have a life lesson? Because I I oh, thought of a life oh, yeah. lesson when we were talking. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. What was your life lesson? My life lesson. I thought about it. I was like, I'll put it. Oh, I'll say it later. I even said it yeah. out loud. You are never going to get someone to stop giving you money, stop asking you for money by giving them money. <laughs> like once you give them money, they're going to continue to ask for money. Like, well, yeah, that's positive like, well, reinforcement. Give them this right? money, and they'll stop asking. That oh, doesn't happen for people. It doesn't happen for charities. It doesn't happen from your alma mater. Never happens. Oh, goodness, I know, right? Uh, my life lesson uh, aimed towards Kevin and Kayla. There should never be an ex that just pops up in the picture. Yeah, we need to cut the ties. Like that. What are you two doing? And like repeatedly pops up, like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah playing yeah. whack-a-mole with exes. Oh my gosh, yeah, with those two. All right, okay, so now for real, uh, next week yes, we will be real. back. Uh, love during lockup and uh, figured out our repeat customers. Ty, the yeah. funeral uh, mortician person, um, yeah, and then everyone else. It looks like is new. Yeah, so that'll be. Well, I mean, because everybody else didn't there didn't last season didn't their person like end up getting out of jail? Yeah, at some I point because we had Indian Harry last time, right? They they came back and blew up in a regular yeah. season. Yeah, so I think yeah, it, it's it's hard to say. I don't know if they were all like intending that. Maybe they start off like maybe we'll film you for 
uh, you know, love after lockup, but they didn't get enough time outside of prison, so they did love during lockup. So who knows? Sure, sure. Except but for Ty and her cover beating up of people. Week. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Until then. All right. See everybody then. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Good.